Welcome to Going Out Your Door, the podcast to get you out your door and on the road. I'm your host, Marjorie Frymouth. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm excited that you are here. As I'm recording, it is almost Christmas, but by the time you are listening to this, it is going to be 2022. I almost said 2021. Can we just accept that it's almost impossible to remember what year it is anymore? The past two years, just having been like a blur and not even existed, but also interminable in how much they've dragged on. It's just a big mishmash of weird timelines that are impossible to untangle at this point. Anyway, end of 2021, beginning of 2022. As always, I hope that the new year can bring more travel opportunities for everyone. I've been thinking about what I feel about traveling right now as, you know, the pandemic is still dragging on and we have Omicron and we have Delta and it seems like it's not, I don't want to say it's not going to be possible, but (laughs) I don't know, not to get into the science or the politics, but like until we can get enough of the world vaccinated, it's not going to go away necessarily. And even then it may not go away ever. Ah, okay. Sorry. Existential. Um, But just thinking about like the safety of travel, and I think I was with maybe most of the world or many people who thought that at some point this year, things would be safe and travel would be possible. And I know that a lot of people did travel. Um, Certainly a lot of people that I know went to different countries and were vaccinated and had to follow all the procedures. But I was trying to figure out what my perspective is on that, and I just don't really feel comfortable with it. I mean, I don't feel like it would be the responsible thing for me to do necessarily. I feel like I would just be worried the whole time about whether I was spreading something or whether I was, you know, harming people, a population, whatever. Um, But at the same time, like if this is going to be the status quo for the next year, next few years, uh, we have to, you know, find a way to deal with it and live with it. And maybe I should just accept that and travel anyway, you know, with all the precautions. I don't know. It's something I'm going to be thinking about in this coming year for sure. Um, as a really small, unimportant note, I turned 30 last year, well, this year. Um, and as a stupid, silly thing to do, I thought, oh my gosh, if I can go to 30 countries before I'm 30, well, I made it to 29 and then the pandemic hit, so I still have one more country to go until I hit 30, and I feel like if I do it within the year that I am 30, that still counts. So if I can do it before I turn 31, that would be pretty cool. Obviously, that doesn't even matter at all. It's just a silly numerical uh, game, numerical milestone, but I have the kind of brain that really likes those kinds of like puzzles and Tetrisy things and fitting things into parts. And the idea of doing that is just very satisfying to me. So we'll see. Um, I am still in Colorado as I have been for a while. And I'm not going to lie, I have been thinking more about getting out and about and traveling. And I think it's because the winter is setting in and it's really cold and so not as many things are open and there's not as much going on, although there's still tons going on in this small town. I mean, last night there was like a ramen pop-up, so I had a really fun bento box. And then this morning there's a Southern Biscuit truck, like a food truck that does pop-ups and they were at the local coffee shop. So there's still a ton of things happening. There were Christmas parties last week and all of that, but I'm definitely feeling the sort of small town 
insularity. I don't even know if that's a word. Um, and just the urge to get out and about. And part of that is because, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing, but like, I'm kind of scared to drive. I can't remember if I addressed this, if I talked to you guys about this. Um, with all of the living abroad and not needing a car, certainly not in a big city like Taipei, and even before that, I realized I counted up, it had been like six years since I'd driven a car, five years maybe, since I'd driven a car at all, like been behind the wheel at all. And so I came home and I thought like, oh, it's, you know, it's going to be no big deal. It's like riding a bike, no pun intended. Um, it's not. It's not like riding a bike, <laughs> at least not for me. I do find I'm very nervous. I've only driven around our town a few times. I haven't even gotten out on the highway yet. So that is definitely a hurdle I need to overcome. I have, you know, like every little day trip or thing that I've seen around here in the area has been with other people. So I have gotten out and about a little bit, but I think part of the reason I'm feeling a little stir crazy, not super stir crazy, but just like a touch, a small touch of, of um, cabin fever um, is because I don't have that ability to just like hop in a car and drive a few hours and do a day trip. So I really need to work on that. But then I get nervous because winter's here. There's going to be snow and ice and everything on the road. So and that's hilarious because I actually got my driver's license in the middle of winter in Maine. So I have a lot of experience driving in snow and on icy roads. But uh, that is my personal hurdle that I'm trying to overcome in the next few months. I will let you know how that works out. And there are some day trips that I have planned with friends and family. I want to go to Ure, which is a town with like hot springs and everything. It's supposed to be very scenic in the mountains here in Colorado. I also have some friends coming from overseas um, and I'm going to try to meet up with them. They're visiting family here in Colorado. So a lot of things on the horizon to get out and about and sort of satisfy that itch and that urge for seeing new things. Um, but it's a struggle and I'm actually really curious to know like what you're experiencing in terms of hometowns, travel, winter setting in, all of that stuff. Like are you going crazy or are you finding ways to satisfy that travel urge? Do you have any tips for me? Let's share them. Um, I'm actually would really love to know that. So sort of on the topic of all of this stuff, we are talking about home today and the idea of home. This is something that has been playing around in my head for years, honestly, because one of the things that always is frustrating for me is when people ask, where are you from? Which is a totally valid, normal question, but it's so hard for me to answer. It's gotten increasingly more complex over the recent years. So I've been just like mulling in the back of my mind, home, what is home? Um, all of those kinds of questions. Can home mean different things? What does it mean to different people? And so today I wanted to dig into that a little bit and share some ideas that I've had, some other people's perspectives, and then also get your opinion as well. What is home to you? But that's jumping to the end of the episode. So first, just for fun, we are going to look at some definitions of home. What does the word home mean in a technical sense? So I'm just on dictionary.com here. We're keeping it simple. They say that home is a house, apartment, or other shelter that is the usual residence of a person, family, or household. Okay, so that's kind of like the physical sense or the place in which one's domestic affections are centered. I like 
domestic affections. When I think domestic, you know, like cooking, cleaning, sleeping, all that stuff, but domestic affections, that makes it sound a little bit more homey. We're getting a little bit more into like the routine or the life aspect and less of the physical building or place itself. Could be a dwelling place or retreat of an animal. Oh, retreating. It's like where you go to feel safe. The place or region where something is native or most common. This is a little bit intriguing to me, the idea of being a place where things are common or familiar or you you are the common or familiar factor, you know, taking away from, um, I don't know, my mind immediately just jumps to like places where I've lived where I am not the native or most common thing there, um, being a foreigner, the one standing out. Any place of residence or refuge a person's native place or own country. Again, that's the idea of like you belonging because of who you are, where you were born, all that stuff. A principal base of operating. No, we don't need that one. <laughs> a principal base of operations or activities. Now that's like a business. Okay, so those. that's pretty much what dictionary.com had to say. Um, in a way, it's like, duh, that all makes sense. But they do sort of dance around this idea of like the physical place, the belonging the routines, the activities that make a home. But my favorite one actually came from the site vocabulary.com. This is what vocabulary.com says that home is. Home is where you live, your house, apartment, or condo. (laughs) It's also the place we feel most comfortable, loved, and protected, where we most feel at home. That idea of at home. Home is many things to many people. It's the place you live and the places you love. People might feel at home in a bookstore, a park, or certain cities. Old people live in nursing homes and baseball players try to reach home plate. Animal shelters find homes for pets. Most people feel safe and happy at home, even if it's not perfect. It's easy to find somewhere to live, but it's tough to make a real home. I just loved that, how they sort of, it's not just a cold, sterile definition. They sort of folded lots of ideas into it and bringing in the different ways that we use the word home as someone who loves language and English and grammar and all of that. I love taking in the idea of feeling at home in like a bookstore, um, you know, nursing homes, home plates, animal shelters, finding homes for the animals, all of that is fascinating to me and has so many different dimensions. So going back to what I alluded to earlier, the the question, where are you from? Obviously, this is something we get all the time in life, you know, when you meet a new person, but especially when you are traveling or living somewhere else, that is the go-to question, where are you from? And it's totally normal. It's innocuous. I don't blame anyone for asking it. I ask it all the time as well, but it's so hard to answer for some of us. So The different ways that I might interpret this is like, well, okay, where was I born? I was born in Idaho, but I only lived there for a couple years. I have no particular affinity to it. I don't remember anything about it. You know, where did I live as a child? Where did I grow up? Well, Indiana and Maine, mostly Maine, but I don't live there now. You know, like I have extended family there and I love to visit, but that I wouldn't call that home. (laughs) You can see I'm kind of tripping over my words anyway. Um, My legal residence for the past four years has been in Colorado, but until just a few months ago, I'd never actually 
resided here for any period of time. I'd never spent more than a few weeks here. So like that's what my driver's license said. That's where my bank is. That's where I pay taxes in the U.S. But the idea of saying like, oh, well, Colorado is my home. I did. That's usually what I defaulted to is telling people that I'm from Colorado. But at the same time, like how can I be from a place that I was never there in the first place, if that makes any sense. Um, And so now when people ask that question, where I've come from most recently, um, Taiwan, but again, I'm not like from Taiwan in the sense that I'm not Taiwanese, but I've spent the past few years there. So it's a significant chunk of my life and definitely like part of my identity. So those are just some of the different ways that that question could be interpreted. Where are you from? And the different things that I I personally have to factor in when I'm answering it. And of course, the usual question or the usual answer for me is just Colorado. But depending on the context, I might use any one of those answers, like depending on the conversation, the situation, what I know the person intends in their questioning. um, All of those are kind of half-truths, part of the truth, part of the whole picture, part of the whole story for me. And then this idea of what is home. So this is what we were kind of getting at with those definitions. And I was trying to brainstorm, like, what is home to me? What makes a home for me? Like, for example, I would definitely say that Taiwan is slash was my home. Why is that? What, you know, why did Taiwan get that designation? But for example, like, Spain didn't. Well, part of the reason is because I was in Spain for two months. I was in Taiwan for a total of like five years. So duration is definitely part of it. Um, how long you've been in any any one place, that place. It's a place with people that I care about. There has to be some sort of human connection, whether it's family or friends, a familiar environment, um, routines. Routines is a huge one for me, like having the gym that I go to, grocery stores that I go to regularly, cafes, um, even just knowing, like intimately knowing your way around the neighborhood or around the town or city, that's super important, that environment factor. Uh, Those are also kind of what I called like the trappings of normal life. Like when you're not traveling, bouncing around frequently, but when you're based in a place and you have those elements of real life, whether it's like your gym, your grocery store, your bank, all of those things. And so other than duration or in addition to duration, when does just living somewhere turn it into a home? And I would say it's not it's not like flipping a switch. You know, things happen gradually over time. I would say it's having had enough time in that place to feel comfortable, but also knowing that you're going to be there for more time to come in the future, you know, whether it's indefinite or whether you know you're going to be there for six months, a year, whatever. It's when all of those routines and elements of real life start to factor in. Even I would say it's when it stops feeling unusual or stops feeling foreign. And then on the flip side, if you're in a place and you really want to recognize how Um, different for you it is. Like I would stop myself in Taiwan all the time. Like I walked through that market. I lived sort of in a night market and I walked through it multiple times a day. It just became totally normal. And every once in a while I'd have to stop and remind myself, wait, this is very, 
I don't want to say like weird or bizarre because it's not. But for me and the way that I grew up and spent most of my life, like this is a really different wild situation that you're in. Like just take a moment to appreciate what it is. And so I would say it's when things start to feel normal and then sometimes you want to shock yourself out of it. But when that sense of everydayness kind of sets in is when something starts to become a home. For example, I lived in Ireland for Dublin for about um, five months, I think, which is not a huge period of time, but it, you know, it's certainly enough to feel settled somewhere. But I moved apartments, geez, I think maybe just two times. I lived in two different apartments while I was there, but I was also in a hostel for like two weeks at the beginning. And Everything was really up in the air the whole time that I was there in terms of how long I was going to be able to stay, how long I was going to be in each of those apartments. And so I I never had that sense of um, like being planted, being rooted in a place. Everything was just so fragmented and uncertain in terms of the future that I, I love Ireland. I want to go back so badly. Um, I definitely feel very comfortable and very familiar there, but I would not really count that as like a home just because my whole time there was so uncertain in terms of like the status of everything. So I think having that that sense of just everyday life there, you know, being settled in a place, knowing that you can have your house or your apartment for an extended period of time, all of that leads to that homey quality, that homey feel. So even now, now that I am in the most home of all my homes, which we're going to get into that plural in a second, um, being in Colorado, living in the town where my parents live, what is it about this? This is a question I was asking myself. What is it about this that makes it home? You know, I'm not living in my parents' house anymore. I was for a while when I first came back, but I'm not with my parents. So their house is not home. Sorry, mom or dad, if you're listening to this, you know what I mean. Um, Where I'm living now, the current house that I'm in is lovely. It's fantastic. But I share it with two other people and a dog that's not mine. And I've only been here for two months at this point, so I wouldn't count this as home. So what is it necessarily about this place that makes it home? And I don't actually have a definitive answer for that. Um, These are just different elements that I was like considering or sort of playing around with in my mind of thinking of this ephemeral nature of the word home and what it means. So as you may have picked up on in this episode already, I often use the plural for home. I say homes quite a bit. And this is something that maybe people have different opinions on. Can you have more than one home? Can you have many homes? My answer is a definitive yes. And I feel like that might go against conventional belief or wisdom, but I definitely believe you can have multiple homes um, for sure at different times in your life. But also I think you can hold multiple places as home at the same time. And so definitely for me right now, that is Colorado and Taiwan for sure. Um, But other places in the past that have been home and I still sort of have that lingering sense of them as home, um, definitely I would say Vienna. I spent enough time in Vienna. It wasn't a huge amount of time. I was there for maybe five or six months 
but it was such a formative time for me and I felt so comfortable there and I've gone back to visit many many times since then so it still retains that like familiarity and sense of coming to a place that I know really well. I definitely feel maybe that's another element. Ooh, this just occurred to me. You're getting real life, real life updates, real life information. Um, Maybe it's that certain feeling when you go to a place that you're coming home. So even though I haven't lived in Vienna for a very long time and I was never there like for a huge amount of time, I've been there so many times that it does feel like going home. Interesting. That's a whole other twist on this. Um, But also that means that in the sense that you can have multiple homes, for me, a home can also be temporary. They can come and go. Maybe someplace feels like home for a while or even a long time, but then you find later on in your life, things have shifted so much that that past place, you you no longer consider it home. Oh my goodness, this is such a hard topic to pin down. I, I really want to know what your perspective is after um, after you hear this episode. So this brings me to the main reason that we're talking about it on this podcast is the idea of traveling so much or living in other places. What is home for travelers? And this is a topic that is huge in blogs. I highly encourage you to go and search for people's blog posts and essays on this. I had so much fun reading through all of them. I wanted to go through a few that my traveling friends or or expat friends uh, sent me when I asked them for their perspective. A few of the answers I got were where your tribe is. So You can interpret these however you want. I'm not going to try to explain them so much because I didn't write them, but the idea of your tribe, your your circle, your connections, um, friends or family in that sense, it's a community. That's the word I'm looking for. Maybe your community. Although again, I didn't write this. This person said tribe, where your tribe is. Another person said where my son is. And I loved that. Um... Just the idea of like one other person that makes you feel at home. Wherever I am at the moment, it's more of an idea than a specific place. This is from someone who has traveled extensively, so it almost wasn't surprising that I got this response from her wherever she is at the moment. I love that idea of being able to feel at home wherever you are. That doesn't necessarily apply for me. I think I do need that more extended period of time and routine in order to feel at home. But I definitely agree that it's an idea and less of a specific place for me. And the last one, the place I can breathe and be surrounded with loved ones. I don't really have anything to add to that. That's lovely. Uh, The travel blog Traveling Jackie, I'm going to shout her out because she had some interesting quotes. She says that home is where the toothbrush is. I I actually can't get on board with that because that would mean at many points home would have been like a hostel or a hotel or things like that. That doesn't resonate with me, but I do love the sentiment. I love that perspective. She also says that home is when everything around you rises up to meet you exactly where you are in a whole, familiar, ethereal embrace. Home feels like there is nowhere else in the world you'd rather be, and that is the single best feeling in the world. I love that sentiment so much. I also love that I love it, but I don't necessarily agree with it. I think often when I am at home, that is when I desire to be other places. 
because home is such a comfortable base that that's when you can really recharge yourself to go explore other places. So I feel like I may have a different perspective than her, but that's totally fine. And I really loved the way that she put her own feelings about it. So I just wanted to shout that out, Traveling Jackie. And I also want to talk about the blog, Where is Tara? And to be perfectly fair, I've, I've never like followed either of these bloggers, but I came across them as I was looking for other perspectives on this topic. And Where is Tara actually compiled other travelers' sentiments on this topic. So I want to shout her out. I'm also going to go through what these other travelers said. Jade at the Bohemian Muses, Bohemian Muses, said that home is that unconditional purr or slobbery kiss from your furry friend. Home is the softness of your mother's washing powder and the smell of her cooking. It's the feel of your own familiar bed rather than the rickety backpacker's bunk that's witnessed enough shags to last a lifetime. Okay, not dwelling on that last point, but yes, the bed thing, that is huge. If you've been traveling long term and you know staying in hostels or things like that, that feeling of a good bed and having it be your own familiar bed is absolutely, absolutely huge. She also says it's the comfort and security of knowing where to go, but for us travelers, that is also the driving force that makes us want to leave. So in that sense, home is also travel. I like that. Eileen from I Am Eileen uh, had a very familiar perspective from what we've already talked about. She says, ever since I started a nomadic lifestyle, people that I meet on the road would typically ask me either of these two questions. Where are you from and where were you born? For her, she says, the clear answer would be the Philippines. But then there are those who ask me, where is your home? I would quickly reply with the same answer, but my mind would be filled with doubts. Should I have just said Belgium? Because that's where I'm temporarily temporarily based right now. I love that whole, like, there's no one concrete answer that resonates with me so strongly. She continues, for me, home is whatever I carry, keep, and feel inside of me. I don't need to find one single place to identify as my home because travel has taught me that it can be anywhere. Yes, 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 yes. Love that. And then Tara herself from the, again, the blog, Where is Tara, concludes with her own stories of where she's lived and where has been home throughout her life. She says, a home is where you are safe, where you are relaxed, where you are at ease, where people care for you, where your soul soars. Home is where no matter how bad things get, everything will always be okay. Home is where a good laugh and a long sleep will fix anything. It feels like a warm, comforting safety net. It is the place you want to run to when you don't know what to do. In that sense, Taiwan has definitely been home for me because I've definitely run back there several times when I haven't known what else to do with my life. She continues, whether it's a person, a place, a building, it will be there, ready, and waiting for you. So don't be afraid to leave home because it will always be right there when you come back. I wanted to read through some of these different perspectives because, like I said, I don't necessarily... Um, agree with all of them. They don't make sense for me and my life and my perspective, but I really enjoy the sentiments behind all of them and I like learning what other people consider home to be or how they conceptualize it. She also talks about the idea of being home in an airport at one point or on airplanes and she says, if the airport is my home, then my passport is the key to the front door. And I, I love that. I think that is a fantastic idea. And before we wrap up, I just want to talk about the terminology or the uses of the word home and how it can change in different contexts, even within like the same sentence or the same day or whatever. 
And so like, as I've bounced around for the past 10 years or so around the world, I've realized that what I refer to when I say the word home totally changes. So when I was living abroad and I said home, I usually meant the U.S., more specifically, probably where my parents were, which was Maine and then switched to Colorado. So when they moved to Colorado, my reference of the word home changed, even though I had never lived there, which is fascinating to me. And then when I was living abroad, but traveling to other places, saying the word home meant the current um, international location that I was living. So for example, when I was living in Taiwan, but I traveled to Singapore and I said something about home, I meant Taiwan. But when I was back in Taiwan and said something about home, I meant the US. And I was talking to a friend about this and he realized that in this context, home is the place that you return to, which I think is a wonderful sentiment. And I think probably better than anything else sums up my definition of home. It is the place that you return to. And that is why my parents moving to a different state in the U.S. changed my definition of home because if I go back to the U.S. for a holiday or to visit or in this case to move back, I'm going to go to where my family is, barring any other reason to go anywhere else. So they are home for me. It is the place that I return to. And so even though it is this ephemeral idea that can mean different things in different contexts and is so hard to pin down, I think that is what I would say my definition is. So thank you for joining me on this wild ride of me trying to sort out different definitions and usages and situations and things like that for this concept that is so important and so ephemeral to use that word again at the same time. It's very hard to come up with a concrete definition of what it is for a lot of us, I think. And so I I would really, really love to know what is home for you? How do you define home? Can it change over time? Can you have multiple homes? Uh, how do you conceptualize all of this? Please, please tell me. I would love to know. You can send that to goingoutyourdoortravel at gmail.com. As always, for more travel and hometown content, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at goingoutyourdoor and on Twitter at goingoutyour. Happy 2021. We will be back with more travel information and ideas and questions and content and all that fun stuff next time on Going Out Your Door. Bye.